Well, I don't, I've not heard anything from one of the candidates. Um, I've no, I haven't seen her manifesto this year uh, as yet, but everything that I was going to stand for last time, I don't feel has been looked at. Uh, the roads are still rubbish and, um, you know, the economy needs building. I know we didn't factor in COVID and Brexit into all that, but I just feel as though I want a stronger leader and I feel that at the moment we don't have those leaders. Because, of course, you did stand in last in the last House of Keys election five years ago. Um, how much have your priorities and your policies and your views changed since that time? They haven't really, um, not a great deal. I, I feel that we haven't actually uh, looked at or um, I, I don't feel as though we, looking at my manifesto from last time, hardly anything has actually been addressed. So... Um, I feel as though we, we really do need to get going, stop talking and act. And you've told Manx Radio your three main priorities uh, were you to be elected to represent Douglas Central in the House of Keys, affordable housing, infrastructure and environmental issues. Let's start with affordable housing. There's been a lot said about this in recent weeks. What is your assessment of the situation as it is at the moment? Well, at the moment, the houses that are being built are young people or even people really can't afford them because they're, they're coming on the market, and especially since COVID, uh, the, the, the house prices have just elevated. So we need to start looking at some sort of schemes in order for those people to, to be able to afford houses. I'm not saying that, you know, put them all on for too low, but I think the uh, we should look at different schemes to be able to let our youngsters and you know young adults be able to afford their own houses. And at the moment, you don't think that's there. Would you um, advocate for more social housing as well? Yes, with the social housing, but I also feel that we we should address social housing slightly differently. Um, I think most, well, I don't know the percentage, but people do go into social housing and stay there for life. Whereas we, we should look at some sort of schemes that would encourage them. So say take a certain amount of rent and then some of that rent go into a pot, a different pot, and then that pot then mounts up to become a deposit for their own house. Same for... Um, normal housing but I think we should look at social housing as well as normal housing to start trying to encourage people to actually save for deposits. This has been one of the hottest topics when you go to any constituency um, the lack of affordable housing as candidates see it and the the need to find a solution to this. How confident are you that if you were to be successful at this election, you'd be able to go into the House of Keys and you would be able to work with other members to come up with a solution in quite a short space of time because this is a pressing issue. Well, I feel is that if everybody 
um, agrees, as you say, it's a very hot topic. So you'll have 24 candidates who will be looking at affordable housing. But I think we, we need to research um, how exactly we're going to do it with different schemes. Because I know the government at the moment is trialling a scheme where they, they're renting out houses um, at 20%, I think, lower than the um, market value for a year and then using the rest of that as a deposit or putting towards a deposit. But I think that was just like a tick box exercise because when you start working out the figures, the deposit size that they would save over the year would still be quite low. So I think we need to throw some money into that to try and or look at different schemes because I know in England uh, there's like buy to rent schemes where a, a portion of your house is mortgaged and a portion of your house is rented. I think housing associations do them and then your rented part goes down and then your mortgage part goes up but by at the end of the day you will then own a house. So I think we, we should investigate all different angles of trying to help encourage people buy houses. And how pressing do you think this is? Do you think that we are losing young people from the island as a result of this because they can't get on the property ladder? I know very well we're losing people because I've lost my son to England um, for one being one of the main reasons he can't get onto the property ladder over here so he's now gone to England and they do he's already saved quite a deposit because they do ISAs and the government over there um, supports a lot of different ways of helping the young people start saving for a house. Let's talk about one of your other priorities then, infrastructure. This featured quite heavily in your manifesto five years ago, improving the roads and the pavements. I take it you think five years later, nothing's changed and if anything, it's worse. Absolutely worse. Coming just to the studio, I'm sure your road hasn't been um, tackled in the last five years uh, just coming up to the studio and I know the pavements are probably the last thing on anybody's agenda but we have to act now um, and then with with I've mentioned rolling um, schemes because we tend to fix something and then walk away and then it then deteriorates and then we think oh now there's a problem so I think it needs to be a rolling scheme throughout the island so that, you know, we, we keep on top of it rather than let it deteriorate so much that it's going to cost a fortune and time to actually fix it. How much do you reckon it would cost then to resurface and redo all the roads and pavements which are in need of repair? Probably a lot of money. But I, I also think we should um, investigate ways of doing it better. Um, the, with engineering and things like that, the, the, there's got to be a better way. You, you take the Braddon Road outside the school, should have taken six weeks. They've run over. Why have they run over? Um, you know, we perhaps 
need to look at schemes that they work a seven in shifts, obviously, seven days a week to, to get these things done fast um, and well, because sometimes the I know buildings get snagging, but roads should also be snagged. You know, if you're going to do a job, you do it right first time. You don't have to then keep going back to it like Richmond Hill because you've, you've not thought it through properly in the first place. And affordable housing, uh, the improvement of roads and pavements, that's something that uh, arguably a lot of people would be in favour uh, of the next administration tackling. What sort of feedback are you getting when you go around knocking on people's doors? Do they, um, do they agree with your stance on these issues? Yes, I believe they do, because um, unless you walk around with your eyes shut, you, you you see these in your everyday life, going to work, walking to work, um, driving to work. The, the roads are atrocious. And um, also talking about pavements, uh, I feel that we, we don't actually cater for wheelchairs. When we do mend pavements or do a new pavement scheme, like in um, Timwold Road, that they built some really nice flats and um, they lowered the pavement one side, didn't think it through, and they didn't lower the pavement the other side. So a wheelchair user would go out into the roads and then go, well, where, where am I supposed to go now? I think we need to open our eyes to new schemes and old schemes and be able to um, make it wheelchair-friendly and elderly-friendly and... Normal people you know, sort of walking around, the, the, as I said, the pavements are just disgusting, especially around Douglas. Do you think that if the roads were improved markedly around the island, that there would be more traffic on the roads? I think there'll still be a finite amount of traffic, but people will probably be a bit more happier at driving around. But also, if the pavements were improved, that would surely aid pedestrians and then perhaps people would walk more um yeah uh, when it comes to the environment talk us through what environmental issues are at the core of your manifesto and your pledge to the voters of douglas central well i believe that uh we we should obviously cut down on fossil fuels and um so to do that we we do need to because we keep talking about wind energy, solar energy, but we haven't ever really done anything about it. So that would be top of the agenda. Cutting down on, on fossil fuels yeah. in favour of? Wind, solar um, and tidal. And do you think that government should be providing subsidies to residents of the island if they are to make improvements to their homes, if they're to to purchase electric cars and things like that? Yes, I do believe that. And I know that there's something in the offing because you can get a green survey for your home. Um, I know it's very new, or I believe it's very new, um, but I think that will go towards being able to get some sort of discounts or grants to be able to make your houses more environmentally friendly. All of these things that you've 
come up with. And this is the same for every single candidate standing for the House of Keys later this month. All these things, what will cost money? You mentioned before building the economy, and that's obviously been hit with the restrictions that have been in place over the last 18 months. Your background is in retail and the finance sector, and the government has got a fine balancing act between ensuring it has enough money and providing financial support so that businesses can thrive in the aftermath of this pandemic. What's your answer to this situation? Um, It's going to be difficult. It's going to be very difficult. But there is innovative people out there and they've they've come through the COVID crisis uh, by being innovative. I think the government should sort of call on them more so um, to to be able to move forward more. I know uh, the enterprise uh, department, they're certainly looking at lots of different ways of making money for the island. So I would, you know, certainly investigate and look into all that. You also uh, mentioned last time around the pressing need for both local and central government reform. Is that still hot on the agenda for yes, you? Yes, certainly is. Um, I still believe we're over-governed. By, I know Douglas has now cut down to uh, less councillors, but we've, we've still got quite a few number of uh, local authorities. Um, again, I believe that we, we could still cut down and also look at the way government is made up because apparently the, the the number of people employed has gone up over the last five years, whereas I think we all believed last time or, or looked at last time that we wanted to reduce, make it leaner um, and still working well. But, but I don't think that's actually been addressed properly yet. It was definitely something we heard time and again, a number of candidates stressing the need for a uh, smaller, smarter government, I think was the phrase that was trotted out. That's not happened. If anything, it's got bigger. Does that suggest to you then that in terms of achieving that goal, it's harder than you believe? Well, I'm not coming in with rose-tinted glasses and I certainly know that one person's not going to change the whole world overnight. But if you've got 24 candidates all believe the same thing, then I think you can all work together. But you need to think, rather than act straight away, you need to see what the problems are and why we've increased um, and then go from there. The nature of our democratic process is, though, because we don't really have party politics in the Isle of Man, is that 24 people will get in and they will have, even though they may share some priorities, they will have different views. So it is going to be very difficult to achieve a whole list of manifesto pledges. Where do you see compromises coming into play, should you have to make them? Well, of course, compromises will come into play, but if you've been voted in by people who either believe in you or trust you, so that trust should go into uh, Parliament and you should be able to address 
because as you say you know we've all got similar values so we should be able to work together with good leadership skills then with eight years of public service behind you you were on Douglas Council do you think that gives you an edge as well you know the the processes and the politics <laughs> and, and, and the politics as you say behind having to make compromises yes I I'd certainly believe that I I've I'm not going in green I know exactly how easy or how hard it is to actually bring things or to fruition so at least I know that you have to work with people, you have to work with departments and you have to keep going. You're standing in Douglas Central as an independent candidate on the 23rd of September when the island will make its decision on who it wants to represent them over the next five years. Uh, finally, Sarah Hackman, uh, this is your chance to have the final say on why the people of Douglas Central should vote for you. You should vote for me because I I will always tell the truth. I will work very, very hard for you and I I won't let go. Um, I won't sit on my bottom and just let everything wash over me. I will be vocal. I will try to be intelligent um, and I will do what I say on my manifesto.